welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This isn't our regular intro because today I have a very special surprise for you. It's our Christmas episode. And many of you will be visiting family or staying with family or going to holiday work parties. Whatever your festivities may be this year, my friend Anna and I actually recorded this holiday episode for you two whole years ago. (laughs) So I came across this relic in my backlog and it is so fun for me to discover an old recording I forgot I had. But in this episode, we took a poll and had you guys as listeners send in some of your top struggles that you deal with over the holidays. We chose the top five struggles. There were a lot of repeats in there, narrowed them down to five, and we decided to record this to help you enjoy and thrive in the holiday season. So as you listen to this episode, keep in mind there are some little things here and there that have changed over the last two years. For example, I call her Anna Deloach in this episode, and she says she's unmarried, but she recently got married. So exciting. So little things like that are different, but most of the episode solid. So excited to share it with you. Without further ado, please enjoy this Christmas episode. Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I'm Jenny, your host, and I'm back and recording an episode and I have my dear friend Anna joining us. So say hello, say hello. Hello. Anna has been on two podcasts previous to this, so you might recognize her voice from the podcast about rest and then also Fatherhood of God Part 2, where she's also with Hannah, but Hannah's not joining us today. It's just Anna. Just want to make that (laughs) clarified for everyone. So Anna, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anna. I'm 23 years old. And a few things that I'm passionate about, I am super passionate about holistic health yes (laughs) health for the whole being (laughs) all around um i'm passionate about education and i'm also super passionate about the hit tv show friends not the (laughs) office the office sucks just friends (laughs) friends is always better um and me and jenny have been friends for four years now wow that's like (laughs) basically all our college years yeah but we only were in college for like a year and a half together. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. We were friends for our college years technically, but we're only in school, the same school at the same time for a year and a half. That's crazy. That's it. Wow. Wow, friends really do last forever. Ah, okay. Love it. <laughs> so we know so many of our listeners are college students and maybe going home after a semester at college or a couple years at college. We know that so many of you are going to visit family, whether you live close or far from them. And so there are certain struggles that come with going home for the holidays. There is just no getting around it. Even though the holidays are a very joyful time, they can also be a time where you struggle and things feel different. You're not usually in your normal environment. So we decided to make this episode because everyone struggles with something around the holidays. It's never a completely and totally perfect and peaceful time, right? (laughs) Never. (laughs) So this may be a new experience for some people of going home for the holidays, or it may be an experience that is just really hard all around. So we just decided to make this to try to help you guys with anything that's coming up in your anxiety-o-meters for the holidays. Basically, if I could wrap it up in a few sentences, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like even if you haven't like gone away from home and just like holidays in general can be stressful too, Mm -hmm. even if you're not going home for it. Yeah. And you're like, 
everyone gets a gift. I have like oh my 70 gosh. members of my family I need to get gifts for. It's stressful. So tip number one, joint gifts, people. Joint uh, gifts. Yep. <laughs> Gift cards. Yes. And we also asked some questions through the Instagram of what are some things that make you the most nervous about going home for the holidays? And we broke up a lot of our answers, which thank you so much for anyone who answered those questions, into basically three categories. And there are a lot of variants of every family is different. So we broke them up into mini categories under that because we are organized people. Yes. That's right. Subcategories. <laughs> so Anna, why don't you start us off? We're just going to be telling some personal experiences about these struggles and then also some experiences of what we've done to become less anxious about them, to fix problems, to help people feel included, to mend relationships with family members and friends and just all the things that make the holidays stressful. So Anna, why don't you start us off? Okay, yeah. One of the big questions that were asked was around just family and maybe even friends that don't understand your faith and your beliefs. Um, and the decisions that you make through those beliefs. Yeah. Like saying, well, I want to be a missionary when I'm older. Or I want to work for a nonprofit. Mm. Or that could include even volunteer work that people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, Anna, have you had experience with that? And what did you do to help yourself fix that? Yeah, so I do come from a family where some of them are Christian, some of them aren't. Um, faith has changed a lot. And so I feel like just not having the expectation that either they're going to understand or they're not going to understand and just going into it with just even an open mindset I usually do, like ready to answer their questions, but knowing that like I don't have to come in with a full answer either. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't understand, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. I can still do what I want to do. I can do what God has called me to do and be okay with that. And then it's not your job to force them to understand. Yeah, also, I have noticed a huge difference when I do pray for my family or my friends on a daily basis. It, A, cha changes my mindset towards them. And sometimes it's actually, this can be kind of terrifying, so sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? <laughs> but by praying for them, it'll almost open up conversations, I feel like. Mm. Like, God, God kind of, like, guides that. And it opens up good conversations and I don't think I've ever had, like, a negative experience if I've gone into it after praying and after um, spending time with the Lord. Yeah. Because I feel more led by Him and not just by my own desires and wants for mm -hmm. them to understand. Yeah, and we just want to ask ourselves, we're like, okay, well, am I just expecting this family member or friend to give me a lot of crap for the things that I'm doing? Mm. Or am I going in saying, like, Lord, I can't make them understand but you can, yeah. and if you give that to the Lord first and actually pray for them on the daily, then the situation will just all around be better because your heart will be in the right place. Yeah. Also, something I just thought about, too, while you were saying that was also having the opposite mindset of, so say, I don't know, I feel like I had this mindset when I was first in school, like wanting to be a missionary and going in and thinking that, you know, it's so great that I want to be a missionary and having that mindset that they're all going to like applaud me almost mm. in a way and almost looking for their approval mm -hmm. in a way of what I'm doing because that can be really disappointing too. Yeah. So and it's like you're not seeking their approval in the first place. No. We also got a lot of questions 
of saying, well, how do I deal with my unhealthy family dynamics when I go home for the holidays? And that is so hard, especially when you've been away from a while and then you come back. And I would just like to encourage anyone who feels that way and that your family is operating out of unhealthy dynamics is that the fact that you recognize it's unhealthy is evidence of growth of like, Mm -hmm. you've noticed that the things that they're doing or saying are not exactly helpful. And that makes you just have a little bit of an advantage of like, okay, when I go back into this situation, I do not have to conform back to your old ways or agreeing with what they're doing in some way. And we also thought that some space might be good. It obviously varies from family to family because everyone is different. But if you know that placing yourself in certain situations is not going to be good or helpful for you, then you need to think about boundaries before you go back home. Say it with me. Yes, before. Because once you get into this situation, everything, if you don't have those boundaries set ahead of time, is going to go downhill real fast. Mm. So if you need space, think about what you need space from and how much space you need. Would you add anything onto that? Yeah, even I feel like this is where it comes as like an introvert and extrovert thing too because I mean introverts can be really good about that and just being like hey I just need time by myself and you can kind of sneak away but you I can blame s- it on yourself right like, like I just, I just need, need to recharge <laughs> <laughs> yeah because um, I do that a lot but I feel like as extroverts I have a lot of friends that are extroverts and they they want to be around people and so they almost just continue to put themselves in those situations because mm. they just want to they want to be around their community they want to be around people and that's how they thrive and that's great but it's also hurting their soul because they're around unhealthy relationships and unhealthy um, places so I feel like that comes in with you can surround yourself with people that aren't present with you either so if you need right. that people time call a friend that is from your college that's close to you that might be home on the holidays too and get your people time from that too you don't mm-hmm. have to be around those unhealthy relationships yeah you don't have to settle for oh I need people time so I should just you know settle for unhealthy people mm. time you can be like well you know I want it to be good for me too yes. <laughs> fill your soul <laughs> fill your soul okay Anna take away the next one yes so um something that has been asked and I feel like I've dealt with a lot is helping everyone feel included in your family. I feel like a lot of that comes from, I mean, it can come from families who are still like together and hadn't struggled with like divorce or separation in their family. But uh, at least from my point of view, it comes from a lot of separation and it can be really difficult when you have maybe both sides of your family together in the same room and you're like, okay, how do I hang out with my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family? How do I hang out with all of my grandparents, all of my siblings that maybe don't get together a lot and don't get along? You just see them one time a year and you're like, I hope this goes well. (laughs) Right. And I know something that I struggled with a lot on the holidays during those times. I hadn't even gone away to college yet. This was high school, me dealing with this. This is on the daily. (laughs) Like this was like, I, I didn't go away and then come back home. I just remember Christmas and wanting to spend time with certain people in my family and I love my whole family I really do but I get along with certain people a little bit better than others and I felt so much pressure being the middle child being a nine on the Enneagram (laughs) to have to be that person for everyone and like Mm. make everyone feel included Mm -hmm. and talk to every single person like that pressure is on you yeah to make it work right and sometimes you know I would talk to someone and it would just be like it's hard to talk to that person it's awkward and I don't really enjoy it 
And I just had to like realize that that's not just my, that's not my role in the family. You know, that's not my job. And other people can go and talk to those people too. I don't have to be the person that goes around and talks mm-hmm. to every single person. So yeah, you didn't need to take on the role as peacemaker because the only person who assigned that to you was mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Of thinking like, well, if people are getting along or someone feels left out, I did something wrong. Right. I must have messed up. And that's just not true. Yeah, especially when you're dealing with adults too. Like they can step up and they can go talk to other mm-hmm. people. They well. are adults. <laughs> it is not your job to go to that adult in the corner yeah. and make them feel included. They can come over themselves. You can invite them, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go sit in that corner with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if someone has some kind of bad experience or says they feel left out in the holiday season, that does not mean that is automatically your fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's just differentiating between guilt and priorities Mm. of thinking like, well, I am spending time with this person because I feel guilty. Like, what if I don't spend enough time with them? What if they say they feel left out? What if they make a comment indicating that they aren't having a good time or something like that? That would be operating out of guilt. And then priority is like, well, I barely see this person or I see them once a year and I really want to get to know them more. So you go and spend time with them, talk to them, even if it is a little awkward. It's just a little different between guilty and priorities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Another topic that we got a lot of questions about was how do I avoid slipping back into old patterns, habits, or addictions that are unhealthy? And this one is just something that I felt like I dealt with almost every time I would go home because I felt like I had grown every time in those times that I was away from home. Not saying that I don't grow when I'm at home, but I was away from home for quite a bit of time. So I just felt like a different person every time I would come back, which is great evidence of growth. I want to applaud anyone who feels that way or feels that anxiety of the fear of slipping back in old patterns that you have grown. So congratulations, you can continue growing no matter how long you are at home. And I think that a very practical step for me that really helped my visual senses connect with my heart and that like I am a different person, I have grown and changed, is that I would rearrange my room or my space every time I would grow, I would go home because I would think like, well, if it stays like this, this reminds me of when I was back in old patterns or I thought differently or I wasn't living with integrity or something like that. So I would kind of rearrange my space to, to indicate to myself, like, this is a new season, new chapter, or something like that. And it just really helped me. Yeah, I love that, because I feel like the space that you're in in general reflects, like, your mental health, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can impact it. So that's so good. I feel like part of this goes back to the unhealthy family dynamics, too, when you were talking about boundaries, because I remember the first time I went home for the holidays, it was Christmas, and I just went back to hanging out with you know my high school friends and it almost like immediately took me back to those unhealthy habits um unhealthy thought patterns and all of that and for me I realized that in order for myself to stay healthy I needed to almost cut ties with a lot of people and to set some major boundaries with friends and family and that was something that was really hard to realize because I did love those people. I They still have a special place in my heart. They also represent some nostalgia of like yeah. some good times yeah. and some good memories you've had with them. Yeah, for real. And so like to cut people out was really hard, but it was kind of like I either 
kept those relationships and continued in that way or I cut them out so that way I could continue growing in where God wanted me to go and what was healthy for me and so I had to make those hard decisions and you know I'm still friends with some of them absolutely but still like keeping all those people in my life would have been really almost detrimental to my emotional physical and my soul just in general Mm -hmm. so that's really good also if you have good influences in your life that have helped you grow even if they're not at home with you I would just encourage you to keep in contact with those people if it's an accountability partner or just really good friends that necessarily aren't from your hometown that you're going back to for the holidays keep in contact with them make sure you're calling them or texting them keeping them updated and just remembering that you have really good influences in your life and you're not alone even when you go back to your home setting yeah yeah and something that somebody told me I think it was after the first time I went home was something that I still do is just because you're going home doesn't mean you have to stay with your family or stay with your friends if that's hard for you you can get a hotel you know you can just say like I just need some extra space have some extra time that you you have a time and a space that you can retreat to if you need Mm -hmm. that time away and there's no shame in that like Um, they don't have to feel like that's something about them like that's just for you and that's your space your time so you can get a hotel you can stay with a different friend you don't have to stay back in your childhood home if that's really hard for you there are different options people (laughs) (laughs) and our next question was a lot revolving around being asked personal questions this was actually the most common answer that we got was (laughs) literally in any stage of life whether it's are you dating anyone yet? When are you guys going to get engaged? When are you guys going to have kids? Any questions like that? And these are this is from people that you're not super close to in the way that you see them often, that they are family members, you're related, but, you know, you don't really talk about relationships with them. This was the most common one we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely been asked the dating one a lot and the kids one, oddly enough, even though I'm not married at all, (laughs) (laughs) like in any way. And I feel like I've been asked this question ever since I was younger. And it's really odd because I'm always asked it by my grandparents. Mm. And then I have (laughs) my mom who will almost answer for me. (laughs) She'll be like, no, she doesn't need a boy. She doesn't need to be in a dating relationship. She's fine. She's living the single life. like thanks mom and there's actually been definitely times that I have been dating someone and I've just let her answer be enough you're like you know I don't need to add anything that's okay (laughs) yeah no yeah um so for me I almost don't have to answer those questions my mom kind of answers them for me whether she knows or not but they can still kind of be awkward especially knowing that it's coming and it's like no I'm not and they're like oh well when are you gonna have kids like we want grandchildren Mm. It can just be kind of an awkward Mm -hmm. conversation, but I'm sure you have. Yeah, I mean, this question has always kind of confused me of like, whenever someone has asked me that, especially since it's probably someone I'm not close to, if you, I always thought that if you have to ask, then we're probably not close enough that you already know. Right. The thing is, we have to assume the best of people. So when someone asks you that question, keep in mind, you know, they're probably not trying to offend me. Mm-hmm. That is probably not their intention to shame me in any way. <laughs> we just got to keep that in mind so we can give grace to people. 
But even as I've been in relationships where I'm mentoring someone, I've always assumed like, I probably will not need to ask the question, so is there a boy or anything? Or are you dating anyone? Because I assume that if they want me to know, they'll tell me. If they want to talk about it, like they'll bring it up. And if I take the initiative in asking, then maybe there isn't someone that they're dating right now or they don't want to talk about it. So I've always just assumed that and I felt like it was the best way because the people who do want to talk about things like that, they will bring it up. Mm -hmm. So that's just an encouragement of like when people don't know what to ask, they also don't know what not to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it depends on that your relationship with that person. If you actually aren't bothered by that question, you have no problem answering whatever it is, then you can go ahead and answer. No, no issue there. Mm -hmm. But if that person, you don't feel like you're close, you don't really want to share, you don't really want to get into it, you could do several things. You could change the topic. (laughs) You could say, well, you know, I'm not really focused on that right now. But what I am focused on is fill in the blank. Dogs. My degree. Dogs. (laughs) I actually want several more cats. (laughs) Um, Anything like that. And you can shift their focus so you can talk about what you actually are doing right now in life. And then another response could be, well, I'm not really comfortable talking about that right now. And I feel like that should be more than enough of an indicator that you do not want to talk about it. (laughs) Yes. So everyone gets those questions. They're hard, but it's up to you how you want to respond. And you're not obligated to say a certain answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure there. (laughs) Anna, I'm so excited for you to answer this question. This is the last of all questions in our bonus episode. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I'm so excited I get to ask you this question because you (laughs) have the experience here. But what do you do if you are not able to eat the traditional foods that go with the holidays because of allergies or sensitivities or you're trying to figure out what you're allergic to or sensitive to? What does, what do you do? That is such a fun question. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I, for the last, like, three or four years, I've been trying to navigate it, and it's been very difficult, and there's a lot of different ways you can go about this, and a lot of different ways that I have gone about this, and so one way I've done it is I will bring my own food, and it might not be the traditional, like, turkey and all of that stuff. Sometimes it might be, but it'll be something that I know that I'm going to enjoy, something that I can um, feel good after eating. Eat without getting sick. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always a, like, top priority, <laughs> like great thing. vomiting on Christmas <laughs> to really liven up the spirit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so I'll often bring my own food. I know one thing that I really struggled with with that was feeling like I was going to offend the host or somebody who was cooking or my whole family in general or almost get a lot of backlash of, oh, well, you're just, like, a health freak and you're, like, too good to eat this food or something Mm. like that. I've definitely been told that by some family. And just dealing with some of that shame and trying not to offend anyone. But I would just, you know, let people know ahead of time, hey, I can't eat this. Or, hey, I'm trying to figure out a lot of health things right now. I'm just going to bring my own containers of food and heat it up when I'm there. And that's totally okay with me. I'm sure your food is great, but I just, I can't eat it. I'm sorry. And so I've definitely done that even just on, like, get-togethers with friends and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, Another thing I've done is I have made the entire meal myself. (laughs) (laughs) You invite people over to your house so that 
you can be the main host. Yeah, exactly. I've done that twice now. I did it last Christmas and then just this last Thanksgiving. Which was a party. (laughs) Party hardy. (laughs) Um, And that has been really fun for me, at least. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy trying new things out. And so uh, being able to be almost in control of that And still being able to make food that everyone can eat, Mm -hmm. but also in a way that I can eat. And I can eat as much of it as I want because Mm -hmm. it is all something I can eat has been really, really nice. Yeah. And then also just realizing, not going into it thinking that you're going to have to bring your own food or you're going to have to make everything. But realizing that the other people might want to make something for you because they care about you and you're special to them. And they want to make you feel included. So there's been plenty of times where... I've gone to even just like cookouts and other things, not just like holiday stuff. And I'll be like, hey, just so you know, I have this allergy. I'll bring my own dessert or I'll bring my own side dish or something like that. And they're like, no, don't bring anything. I'm going to make something that you can eat. Yeah. Or I've just shown up and they're like, hey, I made this special for you. Um, and it's just, it's honestly just like warmed my soul. And I'm like, wow, like these people really do care about mm-hmm. me. Even people that don't know me very well, Aww. but they still wanted me to feel included. And so they took time and money and energy out of their day Mm -hmm. to make something that I could eat. Yeah. We've had several conversations like this before. And because I love Anna, like, it is my joy to make (laughs) something that she can eat. Like, I had Thanksgiving at her house. How long ago was that? Last week? Yeah, (laughs) two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. But I made vegan banana bread, and guess what? Mm. It tastes better than regular banana bread, dare I say it. Eggs have been ruining my banana bread all these years. (laughs) What a funk. (laughs) But I've always reassured her that it it has never, ever been a burden for me to make something that she can eat or buy something that she can eat. And it's just really fun for me to do that. And, I mean, I'm sure that so many people with allergies and sensitivities are feeling the same way of like, oh, I might be a burden. I feel so guilty that I can't eat what everyone else is eating. But if you're around people who really love and care about you, you are a lot less of a burden than you think you are. Mm. I don't think that people will will give you a hard time or care about your sensitivities in the way of feeling like it's a burden if they really, you know, enjoy your presence there. And the other alternative would be like, oh, well, you can't eat anything, so just don't come. Do you think anyone's actually going to say that? That would be terrible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you're not a burden, and your presence is enough to go the extra mile of making something that you can eat. Yeah, just be open about it, because there's been times where I haven't been open about it. It's been real awkward, guys. (laughs) They're like, yeah, I made this special dish for you, and I'm like, I can't anything in it because I'll die (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't tell you ahead of time so sorry (laughs) so as long as you're just open and outward about it it'll be okay Mm -hmm. you'll figure it out yeah (laughs) we really hope this helped you guys and we hope that these questions and answers just really helped you become less anxious about the holidays because we all have struggles that go on during the Christmas season. So, tis the season to be jolly and Fa-la-la-la. not anxious. Fa-la-la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anna, thank you so much for being on this episode. And you have a lot of great advice surrounding this. So, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, we're signing off. This is Anna and Jenny. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. Since you're a dedicated listener and made it to the very end of the episode, I have two gifts for you. 
One is that I have a free resource linked in the show notes for you. It's a resource created to help you take the truth you've learned either in this episode or in a previous one and apply it to your life. The second gift I have for you is access to my seasonal playlists. Every season, summer, fall, winter, spring, I create a regular playlist and a worship playlist that will be ongoing throughout the season. And you'll be able to follow it on Spotify if you need some good boogie tunes. Because let's be honest, in another life, I would have been a DJ. So you now have full access to meet all your seasonal music needs in the show notes. As always, I love hearing from you. So follow me on Instagram and send me a DM of how this episode impacted you. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the website. By doing this, you'll help me get more amazing guests on the show in the future. I'll be releasing new episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.